Khalif Raymond from the 30. Flag is down. And Raymond has run out of bounds. Another flag comes in at the 32. There are six flags on the field. Monday, August 29th, episode 131. Pretty tough schedule of days. Today, it's National Lemon Juice Day. That's the best we can do. And lemon juice is one of those things that, like, all I remember about it was you could get it in the grocery store in that little yellow compartment that actually looked like a lemon. But I never remember there being anything other than, like, lemonade as far as, like, a lemon juice. This was just something you could throw in your water. I don't know if you guys know anything about lemon juice, but. I mean, I like lemonade. We're just not allowed to call it lemonade? Is, is that what lemon juice is? I thought lemon juice was like the hard like juice from the lemon. I think they use like actual lemon juice in like cooking for like flavor. Okay. Like like from that little jar you're saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. From like the bottle. And then like the lemonade oh. is like the actual, it's like the actual drink. You know, because it's got like sugar and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's like okay. additives. Like, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. one of them, I remember when I was a kid, you used to like be like, because they had the lime one and the lemon one. Yeah. And I used to be like, oh, let me try like, they, it would be like a joke in the kitchen when you're a kid. Like, oh, like I'm going to have a little bit of this lemon juice or whatever, you know? And <laughs> well, it always they had tasted the, terrible. They had the pink lemonade. Like my parents or my, my sister like swears by pink lemonade. Like she won't drink regular. She, like to me, there's no difference. I don't think there is actually any flavor difference. Yeah, but they like the pink lemonade way more. You know, now that you say that, I actually agree that there is no difference. But in my mind, it is yeah. different because yeah. I'm like, one's pink, one's yellow. But <laughs> yeah, a little yeah, left yeah. brain, right brain situation there. But yeah. people know this. I'm a limeade guy. Oh, yeah. I love limeade. People know that? Oh, I've said it on this show at least three times. <laughs> really? At people least. do know that about Phil. That's right. Wow. Yeah, let's go. I'm out of the loop. Brad Pitt and Limeade, that's the things people know when they see my face. But. I made the mistake as a kid since, I mean, the little bottle, it looks pretty friendly. Like, you know, you're like, all right, this is probably yeah. some good juice. And when I was younger, I think my mom went, maybe came back from like grocery shopping or whatever. And I opened the little thing and just had a big swig of it. And uh, yeah, it was horrible. No, it's disgusting. <laughs> yeah. It's terrible. There's no two ways about it. But that's why I was surprised it had its own day because I feel like lemonade would be separate. But I've said that a couple times now. How's everybody hanging in? How was your weekend? It's like the uh, last weekend of summer, so I hope nobody's too sad because, like, oh, and you seem sad. You go ahead. Yeah, I'm disappointed. Some, this is like a good summer. And the thing is, I, I know most of our fans are probably in the same boat where it's like, you know, in Canada, but summer is like the only time of the year when we get like really good weather. So that's a big part because now it's like downhill. It gets cold. You stay inside more. So life just gets... Like, seriously, if it wasn't for football, life would just get so much worse. It's so sad. <laughs> That's the best way you can describe it. Because, like, people people got to stop lying to themselves, at least in this country, about what the best season is. Because it's obviously summer. Your life, yes. it changes so much from the other seasons, in my opinion, in summer. It was, it was a hot summer, though. Like, That's I really true. try not to complain, yeah. but it was pretty hot. <laughs> so, at some point, I was like, I'm good for some October weather. <laughs> You are a sweater guy, though. You are a sweater guy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, yeah that's fair. But football, basketball, sports yeah. are back. October baseball. Playoff baseball. Yes, so, that be actually good this year. 
this is the two moods I go through because on one hand it's like this week I've been doing my football research so I'm like okay like let's like two Sundays away let's get this show on the road like I want to watch some football but then I also like go outside and I'm like this might be the last time like I feel warmth for a while which (laughs) I know the weather is different but I mean come on like this is tough it's mood swings for sure so I hope everybody had a good summer oh and you said you had a good summer I had a great summer I really enjoyed it good fun yeah good and we yeah. made it through the dog days, which is a big bonus. When I reflect on the things we talked about this summer, holy, there were some pointless days. I remember when Malika <laughs> Andrews started dating Dave McManaman, and I was like, should this be like a 10-minute conversation on the show? So we really made it through the through the basement right here. And the numbers yeah. keep going better, so that's good news. But we're home free. It's your summer. Yeah, we are home yeah. free. Easy parts yeah. coming. We had we had a, a couple months where we had multiple shows that were led by different haircuts that athletes were getting that weren't <laughs> yeah. even playing their sport yeah. at the time. So how was your summer, Alex? It was good. It was good. Um, did some traveling and stuff, so that was nice to you know do that after a couple years of not being able to get on a plane. Um, but yeah, summer was good. Guess lots of good stuff happened for for my summer. Um, but yeah, I was I was pleased. Twenty twenty two summer is definitely definitely good. What was, I think one of the summers, there's like a goaded summer. I think it's 2019. That was pretty good. I have 2016 as my number one. And 2016 was a raw summer too. So maybe it's in every three years that you get a really good one. I think so. Yeah. Mm. I like every summer. Interesting. Okay. It's true. Well, every summer's got its own. It's like picking your kids, you know? It is. Yeah. I can't choose between them. Yeah, Yeah. Exactly. My favorite week of football season. I don't have one. Except no. it's definitely Thanksgiving, but that's fine. Um, <laughs> football, what's going on this weekend? I mean, it is tough that you got to lead with this stuff, but we're getting so close, so I'm just going to truck through it. But Sam Darnold has, has a high ankle sprain. That's the number <laughs> one story in the NFL right now. Pretty nasty looking thing. But I feel like I've reached a level where I saw the video and I was like, okay, I don't think there's ligament damage there. I think that's just a high ankle sprain. Like, I feel like I'm kind of in the zone right now. I've seen enough injuries to tell just based off the video. But he's out four to six weeks. And really the important stuff here is that, okay, Sam Darnold out. We know Matt Corral like broke his foot or whatever. So he's out for the season. So you know what that means. PJ Washington is hanging on to a job as the backup quarterback, which is big, big news. He's he's a competent backup quarterback though. Like I love that guy. He's great. He's like he's honestly just when they brought Cam Newton in, that's what they thought Cam Newton was going to be. Was like was, in 2011? No, no, no. <laughs> when they no, 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 when they brought him back like last year. They were like, oh, "Cam, okay. come back, maybe do some of your old magic." But no, it was really just PJ Washington just ripping running around the field, escaping the yeah. pocket. So I think he's a totally competent quarterback. Sam Darnold was never going to, you know, sniff starter at all. Um, and like this, it's, it's, I think it's not really consequential for them at all. So, yeah, this no. strikes me as a, there probably wasn't any ligament damage, but he probably was like, Hey, I got it. I should like got it checked out on my own four to six weeks. I'll be with you guys. <laughs> it was like a self-diagnosis. Cause I think he's perfect. I think he's good. He's like, Hey, I'll sit to you. Baker, you got it. You're pretty fired up. Like I'll meet you, meet your boys in, in week six. Like I'll meet you boys. You know, <laughs> he's like, darn dude. Like I, I couldn't take the Browns game away from you. So I'll just like, and then I want you to have some time to get the ball rolling. So yeah. like, just don't worry. I'll just go on my couch. I don't want to be a distraction. I won't be at the facility. Yeah. Like, don't worry it's about like, me. It's like week one Browns, but then you can't go like dominate against the Browns and then go back to the bench. So you need week two yeah. and then you got a streak going. So you need week three and yeah. you're probably going to win week three because you don't win two and then lose the other one. 
right? So then yeah. week four, and then it's like, okay, I'll come back week six. We'll give you some buffer space. Yeah. He's also like, you deserve the four games where McCaffrey's healthy. So I'll just come back yeah. with Chuba, and <laughs> yeah. it'll be fine. And no, it's yeah. okay. Everyone can yell at me. Like, it's fine. Like, I'll take the heat. Like, it's okay. <laughs> you take the games with McCaffrey. He goes to the doctor, and the doctor's like, hey, man, you'll be up and running in like a week. He's like, are you sure? Like, are you really sure we want to rush this thing? Okay. Yeah. I was thinking more four to six weeks, actually. <laughs> maybe yeah. we could do like a hard reset. Like, I feel like yeah. I like I haven't been playing well enough. Maybe I deserve an injury. Yeah. Can you like get a hammer and just... And, like, yeah, should we go under the knife? Do some cleaning out, like the Zach Wilson injury, you know? Maybe <laughs> yeah, I go to like, LA. You ever go to the... <laughs> you ever go to the dentist or like the doctor for one thing and then they like check you out and they realize you have something else wrong too? He's yeah. probably like, hey, you know, hey, it's like your, your knee's actually okay, but... We have, you have like a your your ankles like a little bit the alignment's off and he's like all good i'll go to la we can fix that up six weeks i'll be back yeah, yeah. Like, okay yeah they're like you could probably like play the season and do it in february he's like no like let's just do it now like yeah. there's yeah. no harm yeah <laughs> exactly. my shins misaligned i'll just fix yeah. it right now um yeah. the other thing that's good for sam though if he times this right like the baker cycle works in a way where like he, if he if he wants to come back, he's got a four to six week window. That's a three week period he can return in theory. One of those weeks, the cycle is going to be low, and then we get the like the oh, should they give the ball to Sam Darnold story on first take? Because if he times this right, but knowing Sam Darnold, they'll probably time it like after Baker does the three hundred yard two touchdown. I woke up dangerous type game, and then it's like <laughs> Sam Darnold's just permanently forgotten. Well, with so. the Baker cycle though, like by week six, his shoulders probably gonna be falling out of his body too. <laughs> so there's that option. And then yeah, I can see though like he beats the Jets, and it's like, well, you know, do we go with Darnold or Baker in this game? Yeah, yeah. So. Oh, I love the Panthers. I like how they compiled like four quarterbacks who rate from like the 33rd best to the 50th best it's like, yes. just like, it's it's like, like we own this range can't take yeah. that away yeah. from us yeah. they're just missing like jacoby Brissett and like a couple more of those mid guys and yeah. yeah other quarterback news this week the uh seahawks they named their starting quarterback it's geno smith it was after drew Locke. he threw one unbelievable mm-hmm. touchdown which i sent to the chat i was like oh like this he might they might have two quarterback ones look <laughs> at this throw and then i log on twitter 10 minutes later and he threw like a third grade interception that i it was absolutely stunningly bad and then Pete Carroll right after the game he's like yeah you know what we're gonna go with geno smith but drew Locke just ran out of time he had covid he ran out of time um <laughs> We really have to figure out because, like, I don't care about the on-field like play style at all for this. Is in my notes I wrote down I don't remember what the context was, but Adam bet Owen that Drew Locke would start over Geno Smith. I think we need to have like a DH Gate purchase for Adam uh, that he has to make for Owen or something like that Mm -hmm. for this bet because I don't think we came up with terms at the time. But you won. What are you thinking? I think that's totally fair. I mean, I I would happily take a Geno Smith jersey. I would mm-hmm. wear that proudly. Or Drew Locke, honestly, if he wants to go that route. I'll take either one. Both QB ones in my eyes. So, you know. What if the, he got you the Seahawks number 12 fan? What about that one? That's a cool one. That is a super cool one. I might, honestly, because I would feel disrespectful like wearing it, I would probably mm-hmm. hang that in my room. Just like from mm-hmm. kind of the ceiling as like a ode to the fans. Couldn't uh. I couldn't put that on my body. I wish I wish more fans would, you know, like instead of buying a jersey of a player, which is like everyone does that, like that they, you know, put like number one fan on the back. <laughs> yeah. Their yeah. last name. Dad like, of the year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, dad of the year. 
or like happy birthday yeah. you know something yeah. cool like that on the back um, like the office from dwight yeah exactly so i wish more fans would do that because just the player names are just so annoying now it's it's yeah it's cringe, yeah. dude. Yeah. Like, are you seriously walking around? This was a Nick Edwards take a few weeks ago. <laughs> Owen knows this one. He goes, imagine wearing a jersey of somebody that's younger than you. I was like, what? And he was like, 50 years old wearing a Saka jersey? Couldn't be me. I was like, I didn't know you had this vendetta. So maybe he should join that club. Yeah. Like a, yeah. Edwards Custom. That would yep. be potentially pretty good. Um. <laughs> Tyrod Taylor got hurt today for the Giants, which I think no they surprise. said he was going to. Yeah, I mean, seriously, like the f- leaves are falling and Tyrod Taylor's hurt. Um, but uh, they said he's going to be fine, which I mean, carted off with a back injury doesn't appear to be fine to me, but yeah. whatever. <laughs> TJ Watt and Deontay Johnson also got hurt today, but it seems like they're okay. Mike Tomlin said if it was regular season, he would have put him back in, but all right. Well, that sounds like cap to me, but we'll see what happens. I don't know. Preseason football is over, and there were some undefeateds. There were some uh, winless sides. But really, this like what I enjoy preseason for is there's usually like a couple random things that really get you going. Like this week, we had Poe, who yeah. absolutely just, I mean, if you didn't see the video, the Ravens mascot, he's playing in the halftime game. He like tries to turn the corner and just tears his ACL, and then the kids start grittying on him after he's down on the, down on the field holding his knee. There was the uh, the Cleveland Browns guy who was just holding bags of weed on the sideline. I what was that about? That was just bizarre. And then what was the other ones? There was a couple more. Just oh, the Joe Flacco interception, just mm. absolutely brilliant stuff. That was one of the funniest laugh out loud videos going, but. The Poe situation is really the headliner, I would say. Yeah, he had to get carted off, right? Yeah, full cart. He, we, but commitment, he kept the helmet on, like the like the big yeah. raven head. He was just down on the field dead with the helmet on. <laughs> That's why I actually watched the video because I wanted to see if he was going to take his helmet off. But, like, I'm sure it's, like, a big deal in his contract. It's like, we will fire you if you take your helmet off. So, like, we don't care if your, like, knee is chopped in half. Like, you keep that thing on. That was like the first thing in his mind. He's like, I wish I could get a breath of air right now to like save myself, but I'm just breathing in like stench from this helmet that hasn't like been washed CPR, in 10 years. It's like, no, wait till we get you to the back. Mouth to mouth? Like we can breathe in the eye hole. That's about it. <laughs> That's funny. Man. Poe the Raven, what a guy. And then uh, I forgot, Aaron Rodgers on JRE. I wrote that one down too. Just an an electrifying appearance, I'm sure. I I logged on and I saw it said like three hours, 40 minutes. I was like, okay, like I'm going to put that in the maybe category. I don't don't know if I'm committing to three hours and 40 minutes with Aaron Rodgers, but I don't know. In the process of roster cuts, they're going to have to be down to 53 by Tuesday. So I've been seeing all these guys who might get cut, might get released. I saw Jimmy G, which now that we're conducting our research, or I am at least, I don't know if you guys are in the lab like me, like grinding football notes all day. But I find the Niners to be one of like the most interesting teams this year because I feel like their roster is a top, top tier roster. They probably can't proceed with Jimmy G like as a safety option. I feel like that's like a non-starter. And I don't really know what to make of this Trey Lance situation because I saw his preseason stuff and it's not like he threw that one long touchdown, but I don't think he's going to be spectacular overnight or anything. 
So I don't really know what to make of these guys because you combine this with that division. I think the Cardinals are kind of a combustible group. Like, I don't really know if Kyler and Cliff are a duo made in heaven after this whole preseason with the play calling and the contract. And then the Rams, Matt Stafford's elbow and his shoulder. I just find this Niners situation very interesting. I was curious what you guys thought about uh, them and that whole division. I don't know. I almost feel like they kind of they kind of dug themselves like a weird hole, really, when it comes to this quarterback situation. Um, because I don't know. I almost felt like they haven't really committed to anyone. Like I'm sure. I'm sure. Like I know. Like Trey Lance, yeah, number one QB and stuff. But like they've still kept Jimmy G around, which goes to show you that. Like I mean, I know they were trying to get a trade for him so they could get some assets, but. Like, I know for a fact they've also been keeping him because it's, like you said, like a safety option in case this trade land stuff doesn't go well. With Jimmy, they know what they have. And with Jimmy, I mean, you can still realistically get to the Super Bowl with Jimmy. Um, but with Trey Lance, it's still a big question mark. And, you know, they never wanted to commit to Jimmy. And, okay, I get that. But at the same time, they're also not really seems like committing to this guy either Trey Lance. And, um, I mean, you have to be sure, man. You have to be sure when you're trading all those picks and trading up for Trey Lance that you know this was your guy and um and yeah i mean i definitely overreacted that was more jokingly though you know a few weeks ago when he was playing the packers i was like all right he's the real deal this that like it, yeah his preseason hasn't really been great so like you said like all around like uh, besides the qb like it's a really talented roster um it's really up there in the league defense and and all that stuff the weapons they have uh and not to mention the coach but yeah, this quarterback situation has been really weird. Like, I don't know why Shanahan's just having, like, I, I don't know. It's odd. It's, it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. I, I agree with you. I do think the Niners strike me as a team that probably wouldn't pull the trigger on a Jimmy G deal unless they thought they were getting fair value. And I, I, I realistically, I mean, he's probably the best available quarterback. So I can see a situation where, you know, you get to week one or week two or week three and one of your big starters goes out and then – the you know, you're the first team you're probably going to call is San Francisco. If you get a desperate team, like a really good roster with, you know, that's missing a quarterback. Like, let's say, I don't even know, like, like the Giants, hard really good roster. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like the Giants or like the Panthers, like the Dolphins or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I can see, I can see a desperate team making a call to the Niners and giving them more than what they're, you know, what, more than the offers are getting now. So I, I do get it from that standpoint. And I do think he'll at some point be gone. Um, especially if Trey Lance looks good in uh, in the first few weeks. So, uh, you know, I, it makes sense to me kind of what they're doing there. Phil, do you know if there's like contract stuff with Jimmy G, like a financial well, reason that they might want to move him before the season starts? Because it's like, like you said, like, I don't know how financially viable it is for them to just have him sitting on the bench making millions and millions. The savings come if they cut him before the 53, man. Like if they cut him before yeah. Tuesday, that's when they save. So he's on all these lists of like, he'll get cut. But then like, literally, it doesn't even have to be that good of a team. Like what What if golf starts bad and the Lions are like, oh, we want to win? Like, yeah, are they going to throw Tim Boyle in there? Like, yeah, I could see that. Like, why would the Niners at this point, They've it's already gone this long. And I feel like mm-hmm. they don't trust Trey Lance enough to give him the job on his own. So I see him on all these lists. But then I just feel like that's such a weird situation where, like, they've given Trey Lance his whole offseason with the quarterback reps. Grapple hasn't even been practicing. I just feel like it's so weird. Like, I feel like they've mismanaged this, but I still feel like that roster is good enough and their division has enough question marks to the point where I'm just like, okay, I'll 
just take the Niners. They always work through this stuff anyway. Like they got Debo done, but it's it's so weird. The second they got eliminated, the second they lost to the Rams, uh, or yes, yeah, to the Rams, the first thing that came out was yeah, Jimmy G will not be returning to the 49ers and Shanahan's working hard to find a trade. And now, like you said, yep, like he hasn't been taking any reps with the first team at all. Um, and I don't uh, even think he's taking reps at all. I think he's just there. He's just there. There, exactly. And um, but at the same time, you have this really, really competitive team where it's like if we let go of Jimmy G, we have like it's you live and die by Trey Lance. So it's it's a such a weird situation. Yeah, I find the whole thing very strange. So we'll see what happens there this week. We'll get a pretty good indication in the first couple days. The other thing that's been going on that we haven't talked about is is Brady who left Tampa Bay, and then he came back, and then he said, you know, I'm 45, I got a lot going on, or whatever that was. It was kind of a non-answer. And he looked good in the preseason game, from my understanding. But I still feel like, like on one hand, I don't like that division very much. I hear the Saints' momentum. I know I think Alex took the over on the Saints. I don't really I like took them anything. to win the division. Oh, did you? Yeah. So you're, so you're fully buying this dip yeah. on, the, on the Bucks because... To me, I feel like their schedule is easy enough, and that like Tom Brady just wins. I'm gonna pick them until he di- until he like dies, pretty much, yeah, um, or retires. But if I were to be concerned, I feel like this would be the year because I don't know why this guy disappears for 11 days. The offensive line's kind of in flux. The new coach, I just, I'm kind of scared, is my thing. So I don't know how you guys are feeling, but that's I, well, my to be to be honest, I don't know what's been going on with Brady. Um, since the retirement, honestly, like, I still think it's, it's insane that he retired for basically a month and then came back. I, I still think that's like one of the craziest things. Um, and I know people say, well, you know, he loves football and stuff, but like, I mean, when you retire, that's, you know, that's still a big deal. That's not something you, you know, you retire and then you change your mind in like a month. I, I, Brady is a very calculated guy. So I'm surprised that, you know, he didn't really think the retirement through. And then, like you said, he's been gone for 11 days. I understand like family stuff happens, um, but this whole bucks, this whole bucks season and off season has been, has been really weird. So, um, they, they are an older team as well. Like you said, the O line's been in flux. Um, you know, it's going to be interesting to see. I don't know. Yeah. I, I think as far as the retirement goes, I really do think we, as like fans are seeing just the tip of the iceberg, like 10% of what really went on behind the scenes because like you said like i think tom brady's too calculated of a guy to have made just a decision and just decided after a month that he wanted to come back for no reason like i i i'm sure there's stuff going behind this going on behind the scenes prior to that and during the retirement and even now after the retirement that we're not even aware of um so i definitely think it's weird on the point of their roster i mean like it's still one of the most t- talented rosters in the NFC. I think they, I saw today that they're favored to come out of the NFC. So I, I like, you know, Tom Brady did show signs of decline in some ways. Like I think his deep ball was worse last year than it had been in the past, but he still was an MVP candidate for most of the year and he can still move the ball. So I, I I'm kind of with Phil, I'm picking them. I have no problem picking them even to, to, to make another Super Bowl here. That deep ball he threw to Mike Evans though in the uh, that Rams game, yeah, that was sick. Um, but yeah. yeah, it's also and then um, I guess we've talked about it on the pod as well. But like the Miami stuff is really weird with Tom. Like some of the Raiders stuff that's coming out now. Like it's this, it's it's like getting really weird. And like Owen said, like this is something that 
you know, maybe when he retires well and then, you know, a couple few years come by that we're just going to keep hearing these crazy stories coming out of, mm-hmm. you know, what really happened. So, yeah. Yeah. He seems like he's unhappy kind of permanently, which I is pretty shocking to me. Yeah. I think the Miami stuff is a pretty good explanation for at least 50 percent to 70 percent of the retirement stuff it makes sense like you'd want to retire so you can sign on to be an owner and then they trade your rights or whatever like i feel like that's a decent explanation but i feel like like you said he's calculated enough to the point where he would have had a backup plan on top of that that wasn't just like well i'm unretiring and coming back to the bucks like i feel like he would have had something else i just and like you said like the roster is so talented i still think like if i look at the roster i think they could be a super bowl team but it's still kind of just a weird mix and I don't know. It's very, very strange. I feel like that's kind of a combustible situation. But we're talking about the Patriots today, who we obviously used to play for. A lot of good years there. And Bill Belichick has had a pretty tumultuous offseason, to say the least. We've been making fun of them a lot on this show. I'm not going to lie. And you know what? I have fun doing it because I really do not like the Patriots. But this weekend, Alex, they got slapped up by your Raiders absolutely detonated and bill said he needed to clean up a lot of things didn't play well in any phase of the game and his excuse was oh we used our best stuff in practice against the raiders so no they didn't (laughs) no they didn't you know why no seriously i'm not even joking um reports came out they had a joint practice the patriots and the raiders and staff were saying on the raiders side and there was some other nfl personnel there they said it was one of the worst practices they've ever seen they said the patriots were horrible mistake after mistake um they couldn't run their plays properly um they didn't know who they didn't know who was calling the plays like it started with patricia and then like and then bill belichick took over for the two minute drills that they started practicing like it was everyone was like shocked so so cap right there for um whoever I think that was Bill who said that they used all their best Bill, plays. after because they got cap, absolutely dude. they got destroyed by the Raiders. Like it, they had no drives that were of any substance. Mac yeah, and, looked terrible, and, that's and then what I'm he saying. went up after the game and said, "We used our best stuff in practice on Tuesday and Wednesday." That's what he said. No, no, yeah, that's hundred percent cap because because they had a joint practice with the Raiders and it was it was a disaster. So mm-hmm. yeah, and, and the Patriots are in shambles as well. Just crazy. I love Raiders beat Alex. Yeah, dude, I love I'm on that practice shit. report, Alex. He's just grinding reports. He's like, all right, like, how did Nick Mullins look today? Like, is he good yeah. enough to get the number two, or are we going with uh, what's his face, old Patriot Stidham? Stidham. Yeah. Stidham. yeah. Um, you mentioned the play calling thing. We covered their play calling competition earlier this off season, the Madden style Joe Judge Matt Patricia contest. Both you know, guys who have 20 years of experience in defense and none in offense. So (laughs) it's just bizarre. This whole thing is so weird. And they splurged last offseason. They spent so much money, which was bizarre. But I was reading, and my understanding of this is that you can, like, defer a cap hit into the second year, I think. And the Patriots did that with pretty much all of those signings last year to stack the roster for last season. So now everybody they signed last offseason is, like, doubled in their cap number. Oh and that explains God. why they lost J.C. Jackson. It explains why they trade Shaq Mason to the uh, Buccaneers. There's a cut of Donta Hightower's not back. Kyle Noy's not back. Bunch of guys that have been there for a long time. And then Josh McDaniels obviously goes to the Raiders. They lost a really good guard that the Bengals picked up. But even then, 10-7, and seven, made the playoffs last year. Mac Jones looked pretty good. Bill, he's still Bill. 
They've hit uh, 10 or more wins in 18 of the last 19 years. The next best team has 13. But it feels like the, uh, the, the age is catching up to Bill. That's what I would say at this point in time, which Owen is just gleeful. He's had this take forever. Yeah. I mean, I've prayed on Bill's downfall for, I mean, ever since Brady left. Like, I, I think, in my opinion, this is the last year we'll see him coach the, the Patriots as a head coach. Like, I think with the UFC stuff and you know, all that, I think he's, <laughs> I think he's planning the exit <laughs> and I think he's got a, at least a toe out the door. Like he's, what is he? Is this 48th year? I mean, he's gotta be thinking he could be on a beach somewhere and never having to think about, you know, dealing with Mac Jones ever again. So yeah, I think, I, I think, and I hope this is the last I see of him. And on that note, if he does decide to retire, which I pref- I prefer if they fired him, but if if they does choose to retire at the end of the year, I don't think that's gonna happen. <laughs> I don't think it will either. But I just pray that he does it after the season because a Belichick retirement tour might make me want to stop watching football. Oh my Christ! Can you <laughs> yeah. imagine the, the Colts like give him like literally like the banners from the Raptors? Uh. Like here you go, you deserve these. It's okay, you could take them. So oh brutal. man. I mean, I would love to see Bill retire, but I always think about, I remember on when that camera crew followed him around like 15 years ago, I used to watch it as a kid on NFL Network. It was like the foot, it was like one of the first football lifes and it was like behind the scenes with Bill. And I remember at the end, he was like, I'm not going to be 70, like coaching a team, losing my hair. And he's like 71, just still coaching. So, I mean, I think it's so hard for these football guys to like give up and retire because it's their entire life. But you look at this team and it's like, what do you have to gain from sticking around? Because I don't see a ceiling here where this is like a 12-win team that's challenging in the AFC. I feel like they're in a hard division. I feel like the roster is definitely worse than it was. I don't know what he has to gain from sticking around and seeing this through. So I definitely do agree that he's closer to retirement. And I think I could see a situation. I, I I'm I'm with you. I doubt like a guy like Bill Belichick would just retire from football altogether. But I could see him going to some sort of like ops role or management role. That would be what I would predict. Because he's done so well at drafting the last couple of yeah, years. Yeah, he's so just good. Seamless <laughs> <Yeah>. sense. Um, <laughs> the free agency moves that they picked up. I wrote them down. They spent 87 million combined on Johnu Smith and Hunter Henry. And now again, that's hits double. They spent seventy-nine million on Matt Judon and Jalen Mills, and then thirty-seven million combined on Kendrick Bourne and Nelson Aguilar. So that's pretty bad. That's a stunning lack of ability to scout talent, in my opinion. But uh, it's it's ugly. And then you factor in if you if you spend or sorry, if you count their tight end spending with their receiver spending, they have like far and away the most expensive receiver room in the NFL. And I look at it on paper and I don't understand how it's this bad. Like how can Mac Jones, who I actually like, how is he going to make this work? Devontae uh, Parker, in my opinion, is one of the most overrated receivers in the league. Oh, yeah. The guy's never done anything of substance. And what does it tell you that Miami's like, okay, New England, we're going to play him twice a year and you can have him. Like, yeah. that's not a glowing <laughs> review. Why is that their number one receiver? I don't understand what this roster building process was like. It obviously stems from the fact they can't draft, which has been well documented. But I look at this roster and it's worse than last year. Like, they're pretty much positionally average in everything. And I don't know that Bill's got the goods anymore to boost it up because he used to for sure. Absolutely. He did, but I don't know that it, I mean the game, this roster is just not good enough in my opinion. And he doesn't have the quarterback anymore. I agree. I agree with that. Um, but I, I just don't think it's really fair to Mac as well. Right. It's, it's a second year. He needs help. Like this isn't, 
this isn't Bra- this is a roster that you know Brady could make work, but you know Mac he still needs help. He doesn't know who his offensive coordinator is. You know Matt Patricia's calling some plays, Bill Belichick's calling some plays. Well, we know Joe Judge could call some plays as well. Like it's very confusing for him. Um, once again, like these wide receivers are horrible. Like he he's not going to turn around Devontae Parker's career. He's not going to make Nelson Aguilar a, a wide receiver one. Um, so it's, it's very, it's very strange, you know, this concept that Bill is using. Um, I don't know how he convinced Kraft to spend all that money last year. Um, so yeah. And like you said, the division is way tougher. The dolphins are going to be much better. I think the jets are going to be stingy and obviously Buffalo is going to kill them. So, yeah, I think one more point on Bill Belichick is I think over however long Brady was with him, like 20 years or whatever it ended up being. Uh, I think he kind of, you know, got used to doing things a certain way where it was like, we don't need to invest in these receivers because our quarterback will make it work. Or we don't need to invest in, you know, great skill position players in general because Tom Brady will make it work. And I think last year, and it's going to be even worse this year, he's realizing like, hey, we can't spend, or I guess they did spend, but it's like, we can't get low caliber position players and just hope Matt, Mac figures it out because Mac's not that type of quarterback. Mac's a guy like in the grand scheme of things, he needs more help than maybe an average quarterback does just because of some of his physical um, limitations. So yeah, I think Bill's going to have to learn the hard way that uh, he's going to have to do things differently. If he wants and to I think this out. connects back into the conversation we had about the Niners, which obviously remember when they traded up, it was like, oh, they're doing it to get Mac Jones. That was all the rumors. They got like bullied into taking Trey Lance pretty much, it seemed like. And Mac Jones is the type of quarterback that would be a much better fit for the 49ers because his floor is just so, like consistent. And I'd, Younger I'd like Jimmy Mac. Garoppolo. Exactly. Nah, that's. Nah, I would say maybe a little bit better than that. But I, I like Mac. But I, how is he supposed to bring this up? And I see his like MVP odds forty to one. Like that's got to be like eighty. Like I don't think yeah. that. I know he's in the best shape of his life, which they've yeah. said a hundred times. But I just don't see a world where he's that type of uplifting piece to their offense so if you look at the other offseason stuff they did they drafted Cole Strange which was definitely the most bullied draft pick of the entire draft if you had to pick one he was the most hated uh Devontae Parker they brought their big move was they brought back Malcolm Butler who got hurt and then released so that that one was amazing did he spend a year on his couch too I think he did I I think he was a titan couch and then back to the Patriots and then now the couch again Um, they drafted a receiver that they like Tyquan Thornton but he's out like 8 to 12 weeks now he got hurt in camp so things are not really looking good they did get Owens boy Jabril Peppers though which is a huge pickup yeah Yeah, I don't know if you're kind of trying to like patch a a giant leak with a band-aid there but I do yeah. like Jabril Peppers. <laughs> if he, it was a Madden franchise, you'd have. Did Dante right Hightower retire, or where'd he go? I think he's a couch. Oh, he's a couch. Okay. I think he just kind of got played off last year. I think because they obviously got embarrassed by Buffalo in the in the game. And if I'm remembering correctly, it was like Josh Allen tortured their linebackers because yeah. they were too slow. Which I might be remembering wrong, but I feel like that's right. Um, but to com- like Im- undoubtedly worse roster, if you had to compare Warren Sharp's book, they do little like like rankings positionally. Last year they had fifth best O line. This year they have seventeenth. Last year they had fourteenth best front seven. This year twenty second. Last year ninth best secondary. This year eighteenth. So like again, it's not that bad of a roster. It's just worse everywhere, and it factors into the number. It's eight and a half. They have the they. I mean they have a harder schedule this year. It's eighth hardest. Last year was eighth easiest. 
This division has AFC North, NFC North. Extras are Arizona, Indy, Las Vegas, which is three, like, if not uh, superior opponents, ones that are on their level. And, I mean, the last year they went seven. They won seven games by more than two touchdowns. So they beat up on the bad teams and didn't really have a good time against the good ones. So there's a lot of reasons to not feel good here. But eight and a half, if you're taking the over, you're pretty much betting that Bill Belichick will get you over 500 every single year because this is definitely going to be his biggest challenge, I would say. And they don't look that ready, according to Alex's Raider practice updates. So eight and they a don't. half. They don't. This is this is very odd. Like a lot of these reports, and that wasn't the first report that's come out. I've been hearing reports since June that um, that this team is looking shaky. So um, I like Mac Jones. I like him, younger Jimmy G. But this roster is just not good. Um, I don't know. Maybe maybe the defense is good. I know a lot of people are banking. You know, Bill can still call up crazy plays um, on the defensive side of the ball. They can dominate that, which is I mean they did have a pretty good defense last year. Um, but I don't know how they're going to score, man. Like this is, this is just, it's, it's crazy. This, this, the fact that Patricia is going to be calling the plays is, is very odd. Um, so I'm definitely taking the under here. Eighth hardest schedule. It's, it's tough. Yeah. I'm taking the under by like a mile. Um, same reasons. I mean, they're worse in every way. I think Belichick, I think he still cares, but I think he cares maybe a bit less. Now, <laughs> ever since he went to UFC camp, he's just been. It, it was like it was like yeah, a dream so camp in baseball when they send like the eighty-year-olds to spring training. That's what it was like yeah, for him yeah. at UFC camp. <laughs> UFC camp. He's like, wait, yes. there's other things besides football. This yeah. is great. He's like, what is this? How do I get sport? into this? Yeah. <laughs> Can I coach this? Is this like <laughs> is this something I could do? I'm with you guys on the unders too. I don't see a world where this goes over. I mean, unless like if you take. I mean, they have basically, like, what, six defensive coordinators so they could just get the best defensive staff in the league and, like, never... Like, they don't even have to call a play for offense. It could just be, like, Max, like, all right, guys, go out and, like, have fun. Like, yeah, run, yeah, some, yeah. run around a little bit and I'll <laughs> find you. That would be the offensive strategy if they just wanted to load defense. Um, they also bring back the red Patriot uniforms this season, which mm, is too fire. bad because I was hoping they would, you know... They should just make those the permanent uniform. Leave these Brady uniforms in the Brady age. I know they're different with the stripes, but like they're the same. Come on. Just go back to what works, the red uniform. Miami Dolphins, really the only conversation you can have here to, to lead is Tua. And I've been a Tua hater. I've, I've been a fierce Tua hater. On this show last year, we all cut him up. We were all saying how we don't think he's good. I, I believe that to be the case. Anybody? I don't think anybody said he was good last year. So I went into this winter at least thinking K2 is bad, like maybe they'll change quarterbacks. And now I've had pretty much six months of just assault from people telling me two is good. Tua, he had a seven-year-old offensive coordinator in his first year, and he was injured off the hip. The offense wasn't designed for him. He had the worst receivers in the league his first two years. I, he, last year, they didn't even have an offensive coordinator. It was like a Patriots-type situation. I've been hearing for the, the six months, these Tua defenders have come out, and I'm not going to lie, they kind of cracked me. I don't know what it is, but I've decided to go against my brain, and now I kind of think Tua might not be that bad. So have they gotten to you, or are you still thinking he's not good? Yeah, no, I I still don't think he's good. Uh, I think they'll be better because Tyreek Hill's a top three or five receiver in the NFL, maybe. But I mean, Tua, Tua, like Tua, still to me just had doesn't have the physical capabilities to be a really good quarterback. Like every throw I've seen that's been hyped up, 
um from them you this like year the one this been, weekend i loved it dude when i saw that it was just like it's everything is every throw is like it like it's like a good completion for long yards but it's a throw that was like badly underthrown the defense is like confused because they're like waiting for the ball to come and they realize it was like way behind and uh so yeah i mean to a i'm not really sold on him um although i do think they'll be better so i don't know i'm predicting like moderate improvement for Tua, for the team in general, because they, yeah, but for Tua specifically, yeah, because he's got yeah, Tyree he, Kill and Jalen Waddle. Yeah, I don't think we're gonna see, <clears throat> I don't think we're gonna see him massively, but I definitely think he'll be better, and I think the uh, the Dolphins will be a much more competitive team for sure. You had Tyree Kill, it's like two wins. Um, they added um the guy from the Saints. Uh, what's his name? Oh, Taron Armstead. Yeah, Taron Armstead. Mm-hmm. Um, so. I think that with these young quarterbacks, you actually have to support them. I think in, in his first two years, he wasn't supported. They, they're mm-hmm. like, yeah, we drafted you fifth overall, but like we actually kind of want to play Ryan Fitzpatrick. Um, came off that hip injury, and I just don't think he was supported as well. So last year, if anything, we saw he can beat bad teams. So the teams that are pretty mediocre or you know below average, he can beat those teams. Now it's like, can you win a shootout? Can you win these tight games? Um, I think there was... I think there was a game. It was like a must-win game to see if they could, you know, get into the playoffs, and they got crushed, like, by 30 points. I, I, forget I remember who, that. I forget who uh, – I was literally reading the article yesterday. I forget who it was against, but, like, he choked, like, big time, and he's been choking, which is odd because we saw him came in at come in at halftime of the of – the National championship game. Championship game, come into halftime and and win the game and, and win an OT. And you're like, okay, this guy's – if he's got clutch – written all over him but um yeah so it's it's been a weird year for a weird couple years holy my nose is murking me right now jesus christ (laughs) (laughs) but um but yeah like he's got clutch written all over him is what you'd think but then he comes into the nfl it's a different story but i think like now with like mike mcdaniel seems like he's definitely behind him um and and i think he'll he'll definitely succeed as a result yeah, and that's sort of the game plan. Like you said, renovate the offense to help him out. That's exactly what they did. Like Brian Flores, I mean, obviously there's different implications into why he ended up leaving. It seemed like that's the Sean Payton, Tom Brady thing that is the reason he's gone. But if like they're looking for a coach regardless in the summer, so what do they do? They get Mike McDaniel, who's led one of the best offenses in the league the last two seasons. Their pass blocking has been garbage the last two seasons. So they pay big money for Taron Armstead. They did make another move, Connor Williams from Dallas. Dallas, who had a lot of success there. They bring him over. And these last two years, what I read was their receivers have not been able to separate from the cornerbacks. They have the worst level of separation when the ball arrives at them. And so they got the guy who's the best at it with Tyree Kill. Jalen Waddell is going to be better this season as well. Kasiki's fine. Cedric Wilson has really good advanced stats as well. So they're really trying to build this thing around and then they change their running backs up. It's still like kind of poo. Yeah. Like Chase Edmonds and Raheem Mostert just aren't doing it for me, but it's still different than the Miles Gaston, Salvon Ahmed duo that they were rocking last year. So Great defense. No, yes, offense is going to be better. And then the defense, like you said, like everybody that they had last year, they brought back. And that's guys like, you know, Xavier Howard, Byron Jones. Christian Wilkins like there's a lot of good pieces on the defense so you don't have Brian Flores anymore but it's still the personnel's the same and they didn't have any high draft picks because of the Tyreek trade but still roster looks good and I I think I like them to be 
pretty competitive and I would put them you know it depends what you think about Cincinnati because I feel like it's going to kind of come down to them for that one of those last spots there and I think we all like Cincinnati to be a Super Bowl hangover side that maybe they make the playoffs maybe they don't make the playoffs this is a team that I could see challenging them I don't know if you guys consider them on that level or a little below I don't think it's crazy to see that because I'm expecting like I feel like almost every year we could get not to the level of Cincinnati where you have this team that was like four and 11, make the playoff or make the Super Bowl. But like, I think for sure we could see a really good two a year where we say, Oh, like we were pretty harsh on him. Like no one saw this coming. Um, so I definitely think that they could challenge for a playoff. I mean, to be fair, I know they won a lot of easy games in that. Like what he had like a six, seven game win streak. But, yeah, they, um, and the seven one was Ian book. Yeah, and the seventh one was against Ian Book, but still, like, but still, like, I, I still think that they could be in playoff contention, and I honestly wouldn't be surprised to see them make it into the playoffs. Yeah, I, I, I don't think it'd be crazy. I don't think I'm as high on them as you guys are, just because I'm a bit more of a Tua hater personally. And that's understandable. Um, yeah, but you know, it wouldn't be crazy. Like I said, I think one of their biggest weaknesses. Uh, was they had one of the bottom offensive lines. I think he had like the least time of any quarterback to throw, which when you're a new quarterback has, I'm sure, a massive impact on your success. So I think he'll be better with the addition of Teron Armstead. He's obviously got a, you know, a threat over the middle and, and deep in uh, Tyree Kill. So I, I do predict, you know, see some like improvement, but I still think he's pretty limited, both as like a decision maker and as a passer. Yeah, that's Best RPO quarterback in the NFL, though yeah oh is that what they say that's not a joke like seriously oh really yeah yeah <laughs> best rpo quarterback in the nfl well, which definitely. when i read that i was like i didn't even realize but like sure like you guys say <laughs> yeah, okay, so it works. i right. think i'm taking mahomes over him in that one but yeah that's just my opinion i don't even know like if mahomes can do it that properly but it's just like what 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 good does an rpo quarterback do if my running back is salvan ahmed bro <laughs> but that's, that's what i'm saying yeah you really want to be the best at that isn't there something else you want to be the best at yeah like accuracy, like accuracy. well he is well actually he is the most accurate quarterback in the and, nfl yeah his arm's just not that big like tyreek said not the biggest arm yeah. but accuracy wise i'm taking two all day um mm-hmm. their schedule's 13th hardest which is pretty much just semantics it's all mid-pack but two buffaloes two against belichick whatever you we, we say about belichick he's still not a rollover opponent the Jets, we'll talk about them next time. I have opinions, but uh, extras are Chargers, Niners, and Texans. That's like one and two probably, but uh, very hard at the start. The start is Patriots at home, at Ravens, Bills, at Bengals. So that's hard. Statistically speaking, like maybe one and three, but then at Jets, Vikings, Steelers, at Lions, at Bears, Browns, which, which is out without Deshaun, by Texans. So if they can like survive that middle part, they can pick or survive that start. They can pick up a lot of steam in the middle and coast this thing in. So um over under is eight and a half. Same as the Patriots. It's minus one forty for the over. So most people like it. No surprise I'm taking it. I like him to make the playoffs. I like two to have a good season. I like the over. I'm taking the over as well. Love the love the mid season easy games. That's like Tua's special. Like that's that's what he rocks at. <laughs> rocked at it last year um so i'm liking that um and i know it's a hard division but um the patriots have had a pretty hard time beating them and the dolphins also i don't think the dolphin uh, the dolphins the the bills i don't think have beat them in a while i haven't swept them in a while 
for a few for a few seasons now and the dolphins are only getting better and i know how much we love the bills and i totally agree they're probably the best afc team but like i wouldn't be surprised um for them to also go one and one against the pats one and one against the bills too um so um i'm definitely taking the over here yeah i'm gonna take the over too uh i think they'll win like nine games um, and I think they'll be right in the playoff hunt. They'll probably be a bubble team, if not, if not, you know, one of the last teams in the playoffs. Um, but yeah, I, I think Mike McDaniel is somebody we haven't really mentioned yet. I think he's he's somebody that has proven to be pretty good with quarterbacks. Like I saw that they're they had they had a rookie, like a seventh round rookie this year, that was one of the the MVPs of the preseason. So I think he's good with that. I think like we've mentioned before, lines better, receiving core is better. I think the team in general is going to be better, and obviously. Tua's older now and more experienced. So I can see a world where he just, you know, feels more comfortable and is able to play better. So I think they'll, they'll go over. Yeah. So that's three overs. I forgot to mention last show Adam's picks. So he texted me. He was very upset because he, he made sure <laughs> that I actually, that I got them from him and then I forgot to read them. So I made sure to get his in advance today. So last show he liked the Pittsburgh over and he liked the Bengals under. And today he gave me Miami under New England IDK yet. So we'll, uh, we'll check back in with him next time to get the uh, Patriots update, but he likes the under on the fins. So then we're down to our last two teams next show, which is nice because I uh, that means we're really close to the season. That makes me very happy. College football is back this weekend. This is just a bunch of random little stuff. I don't know if you guys watched any. I personally did not. It's kind of hard to get in. Like, it's week zero. Like, I do like the idea of a week zero, but, like, come on. I'm not going for week zero. I'm not watching week zero. I'm sorry. <laughs> I agree with you. <laughs> Hell no. Especially because the main, main game was on at, like, 7 a.m. because it was in Ireland. Like, why is there a game in Ireland? I don't understand. Wait, that was actually in Ireland, though? That's my understanding. You know how, I, I could have been had. I could have been ball sack sports. Well, no, but I know, no, it was in a Dublin city, but I thought, you know how the U.S. always has, like, random little European city names? Uh, I thought it was, like, you know, yeah. like, Dublin, like, Dublin, Nebraska, or, like, yeah, Dublin, Dublin, North Dakota. So yeah, I, yeah. I didn't know they actually played in, in, in Europe, though, if that's actually the case. I think they did. It's hard for me to get up for any like early game, like a prem game or even an NFL game. I'm not getting up for week zero of Nebraska. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, I've been locked into the Jays recently. So my Saturdays, that's kind of like the only sports I've been watching. On You're Saturdays. fully booked. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you're full. <laughs> I can't fit. I, I can't fit anything else in. I got to clear the schedule if I want to watch week zero. <laughs> The only thing I liked coming from week zero was the UNLV uh, turnover slot machine. Oh, yeah, that was sick. That was pretty wow, fun. Wow, I didn't see that. Oh, yeah. They've got because it's, you know, it's at Allegiant Stadium where the Raiders are at, and they just ran over to that thing and gave it a tug. It was pretty electrifying. That is sick. Every, they all like sit, one guy sits on the chair and then everybody gathers around pretty fire pretty good idea i mean now that miami's dumped the turnover chain i feel like the turnover stuff and the chains in general and may, maybe even the home run stuff has gotten a little bit overdone for me like today the blue jays hit a home run we'll talk about them now but the blue jays got swept by the angels this weekend a depressing series and george springer hits a home run in the bottom of the ninth and puts on the coat it's like oh that's what, brutal what are we i did doing not here? see that what are we oh, doing? <sighs> it's ugly. It's ugly. So this turnover stuff and this home run stuff, I, the Orioles have the, it's like the thing you could buy at the gift store with the big logo on it. And they do it like it's a grand ceremony. It's like, the I could chain? buy that for, yeah, I could buy that for 30 bucks and you guys are like celebrating it. They're acting like it's like an exclusive team. thing. Like, yeah. Get out of here. 
no, I hate that. So I, I think it's kind of overblown. But I, the slot machine, if you're going to do it, go crazy. So I don't know. That's my take. But the Jays, Owen, I, I, that's a tough Saturday if you're planning your weekend around them. Yeah, I just don't know what to make of this team. It's so confusing because we had one of the best road trips we've had all year. We went six, no, six, yeah, yeah six and one. Six out of seven. Yes. And then we were on a three game win streak. We swept the Red Sox. And then we come in to play the Angels, who are 20 games under 500, and we get swept and score. I guess I didn't even see the George Springer home run. I turned it off before then. But I guess what do we have? Three runs in three games? That sounds right. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I don't even know what to what to say. It was like it's embarrassing. Our our offense just seems to shut off at times. Um, we got a great performance from Manoa. Stripling wasn't terrible. I mean, he gave up two, you know, two bad pieces of contact there, but he wasn't horrible. Um, and then we just haven't been able to score runs. So I don't know what it is. Like if you're a hitter on that team, you gotta, I don't know, change your cleats, change your gloves, change your walk-up music, change everything um and figure it out because this is not the time of the year where you can be losing games especially when the orioles i actually didn't see the results of the game today but they were in a position to sweep the uh, astros so like wow man i don't understand it it's like you gotta you're a good team and you're better than you're better than the angels like you are you just gotta play like it so i don't know we'll see i hope it can get better like the embarrassing part for me is I read after the Red Sox game on Thursday that somebody said, I don't remember who it was, but somebody from the dugout said, you can feel something special happening around this team. And then they get swept by the Angels. And then after the game, John Schneider says, quote, look at the standings and understand that every game is important. Three hours of your day need to be completely focused on trying to win. That's our goal moving forward. If that needs to be said, that's one of the yeah. saddest things I've ever heard in my life. It's so stupid. And I, I'm so I'm beyond frustrated with the Blue yes. Jays today. I know we don't talk about the Jays that often on here, but wow, I'm getting invested and it's like hurting me. I, yeah. I cannot do it. And can I say I I get so you're you come off you you play like a four and a half hour extra inning game against the Red Sox. You get in at four AM after playing three back to backs. Uh, off a of flight, right? You're flying from Boston to Toronto to start the homestand. Mitch White is starting, who's your fifth starter. I get, I get, I get losing that game, right? Write it off. That's fine. 13 nothing. This, yeah. And uh, uh, that's still a bad though, loss. Obviously. You're a professional. You're still a professional well, baseball player. Like, this isn't the first time they've ever flown in late. It's, it's like a half hour flight. From I get Boston. that. I get that, but that's not even my point. I'm saying you write that one off. The team has no fight in them it, it, sometimes. It's like y- you lose the first game, you get whopped, you get, you know, thumped by Reed Detmers. I expect you expect the guys to, I don't know, like get some, like, you know, score get a fired run. up and score some runs. Especially like when Alec Manoa, dude, he's coming out, he's throwing like 110 pitches over seven innings. This guy put, and he, he gave up, I think, one earned. Like, you, you got to. Get, score your guys some runs and get some fired up and do something like figure something out it's just because in a playoff series that's you're gonna get knocked down dude if you're playing the astros you're playing even i don't even care who you're playing if you get knocked down you're gonna have to figure it out and this team can't it, they've had they've struggled with beating good teams all year and that's I'm not, i know the angels aren't a good team they're not above 500 but you know you got to figure it out it's too late in the season to be having these problems Obachet should focus, you know, maybe three hours a day on playing baseball. Oh, that'd I be good. About Bobochet. If he could Dude, focus said, just for three hours a day, you know, just do his job, that'd be oh, terrific. Somebody said you can't spell KBO without Bo, Korean baseball <laughs> organization. <laughs> That was a good one, but like he sucks, he sucks the, dude. The thing is that really makes me mad is the Jays like. The fans of the Jays in the playoffs get so rowdy, and this year's playoff format. 
you have such an advantage if you just are one of the top half wildcard teams here. If you're the number one seed, you get three straight home games in a three-game series against your opponent. Do you know how important it would be for the Jays to be at home for those games? Do you know how big mm-hmm. the crowd would be a factor in those games? They would literally propel them to the victory no matter who they played. Even if they got Tampa Bay or Baltimore, who I think are better today, I still feel like the Jays have a huge advantage, and they're just squandering it. It just makes me so mad. So... I don't know. It's frustrating. Aroldis Chapman went to the uh, injured list, though, because he got inflammation from his tattoo, which the Yankees are such a joke. The Yankees are a misery. And then this guy getting a tattoo, Cashman said it was a portrait of his sister, and it just inflamed up. And then Aaron Boone said, I don't have tattoos. Shocker. Aaron Boone doesn't have any tattoos, guys. But he said he still thought it was a safe thing to get during the season. Uh, wait till the summer, bro. But Aroldis Chapman is one of the all-time like wild Losers. cards out there. Well, I just think he's a very strange pe- person, and he is a loser. So, yeah. but man, what a what a. I mean, if you Honestly. told me, like, it, I'll let you go in a sec. If you yeah, if yeah. you told me somebody in the MLB had a tattoo <laughs> inflammation and they're out on the 15 day injured list, he would be in my first like 10 guesses for yeah, sure. Dude, <laughs> it would have been him. And the other one I would have guessed is I know he's not around anymore, but Cespedes would have been the other guy would have been like, yeah, yeah, that's him yeah. for sure. Jose Reyes. He would have been up there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Tatis. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Tatis. Tatis would have been guest number one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I forgot. No, man. I, the Yankees are an embarrassment to the sport. Like it was so funny so funny to see everyone at the deadline praising brian cashman like he fleeced he fleeced the <laughs> oakland a's like he got montas they got Bader. he's they're gonna have end of the year they're gonna have reinforcements and harrison Bader's gonna come back it's like they got benintendi and then it's so funny to look at it now because montas sucks dude montas is so bad he's got like a <laughs> nine era yeah, Ben Intendi, I know he's been a bit better recently, but he was for the first like 20 games after the trade deadline or whatever, he was hitting like 170. So uh, it's, I love seeing the Yankees um, suffer. Um, and so that's the only thing that's like kept me going as the Blue Jays have been bad. So I appreciate that. It's the oxygen. Yeah. I hope they get yes. rolled in the playoffs, but I hope they're like competitive enough to like make it kind of far so they can really like experience heartbreak. That would be my yeah. goal. Yeah. Um, couple basketball things this one really it got my dander up and then i i was gonna save it and then i saw alex send it to me and i was like good he's with me and it's bradley beal i'll just read you the quote quote i feel like if i win a championship here in dc the grind of it with everything i've been through all the adversity and the ups and downs that would make a win that much sweeter appreciate make me appreciate it that much more so yeah yeah justifying the 250 mil let's go beal Let's go, Bradley. Like that's Marketing why he campaign signed it. Not because today, not because the Wizards could offer him the most money. He did it because, like, obviously, how sweet would it be to win a championship in Washington? With the, I mean, yeah. like the roster's loaded. Like he does, yeah. like, you know. Porzingis, man. Yeah, poor bearded Porzingis, bro. He has a beard now. Really, Rui? What go. color is that beard? Huh? What color is his beard? Like blonde. You can barely see it, but it's there. Wow. Yeah. Good for Porzingis. Let's go. Keep developing Rui. Sick pick. Avdia. <laughs> sick pick. Corey Kispert. Oh. Sick pick. Like this team's stacked, bro. So I let's go, Bradley Beal. You yeah. bozo. And he cares so much. He was willing to take to graciously take a super max. So they can't really sign that many other guys. So yeah. he's like, I want to make it so hard for my team that it's like 
they can't really sign anybody. So we have to win with this guy. These he loves guys. the grind so much. It's yeah. like the meme. It's like I asked my landlord to increase my rent because I believe in the grind so hard. Yeah. 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 <laughs> He's like, you know what would make it like better if we won? If it was literally like impossible. If like yeah, I took yeah. as much money as I could and then the rest of our cap was at Porzingis. Yeah. And then and then that would really like drive yeah. home how hard it is to win a championship. Exactly. And then I'll be like, Yeah. And then I'll be like thirty six by the end of the contract. Like it'll be sick. Yeah. It'll be so dope. <laughs> and then you can max me again. Yeah. And then it'll really get hard. That's when it, that's then when it the gets even sweeter. Comes. I don't even know if anyone has tasted something that sweet before. <laughs> <laughs> it's like one of those uh memes of like the the old guys and they eat the uh, sour patch kid and they die that's how sweet it is yeah yeah <laughs> man i can't wait to hear this quote in a year when he requests his trade inevitably he's like okay i got my money like let me go yeah somebody needs to bring this tweet back up so we can exactly. really drive it home an incredible quote and then uh last random thing i had i don't know if you saw this video of james harden's birthday party did anyone see mm-hmm. this He's on the so boat, stupid. and then he throws the cake into the water to like, be like, I'm on a diet. Like, James Harden, bro, the fact is, okay, okay, let's just pretend this isn't a publicity stunt, and let's pretend it's not a fake cake, because I know if there's a real cake, I know James Harden, he's demolishing the real yeah. cake. <laughs> the fact that this wasn't released, like, four summers ago is concerning. It's over, dude. It, like, it, it is done. <laughs> An in-shape James Harden is still not 2018 James Harden, so... I found the whole thing pretty embarrassing, but I, uh, I just, I got to talk to someone. Cause I, cause on Twitter, I've seen a lot of people say like James Harden could win MVP next year. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I need to like pick this person's brain. Cause I am having a really hard time. But like, or like, even they're saying like could finish top five and MVP voting. Like what's making you think that's going to happen, bro. <laughs> he was on a team with Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and it couldn't work. He was on with Embiid, had like one good game against the Raptors. And the next, like, where are we two. getting this? <laughs> like it's. I don't oh understand God. why people think it's still in there. Like I know, like his okay, his prime. I'm gonna give him some credit. He was amazing. He was like one of the best mm-hmm. individual basketball players I've ever seen. That's the best I can give him because he was literally playing as an individual. Like PJ Tucker was literally like a servant for him. Yeah. When but, you think of caring, like you think of James Harden, like he yeah. carried. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you know what comes with that? Literally five or six years of that is his body breaking down. Like I know he's trying to save his body, but like when he gets on the court and he has to start flying again and playing every day. Well, I don't think he's playing an 82-game season. I don't think he's playing a 70-game season anymore. He wasn't able to do it with the Nets. What makes me think he's going to do it now that he's older? I know he's in shape, but I just, I mean, man. Did you see his good buddy, Lil Baby, gave him a quarter of a million dollars for his birthday? Yeah, because James Harden really needs the money, hey? Yo, I saw a theory about (laughs) that, though. Um, I forgot. I think I saw it on TikTok, but then I, I know recently also like Dana White gave one of the Nelk guys a quarter million dollars. And I think the thing is, it's just the same quarter of a million dollars that just like circles around <laughs> the community. Cause it's like really like uh. who needs a quarter of a million dollars? It's just like, Oh, it's a suggestion. But like, then like that person takes the quarter million dollars, gives it to the next guy, yeah. the next guy. Cause it's always a quarter million. It's never half. Yeah. Or if they five. You know, if they need another person to like get in that loop, I will happily You'll happily circulate. Yeah, yes. right. cycle around some, some twenty five, some half quarter million. 
Yeah, I'll needed. get in the rotation too. I just like put me at the end of the line, please. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Uh-huh, that's what I'm in. But I kind of like that theory. I think that's good. Like yeah. it's like uh, like Skittles. Like here you yeah. go, have three of these, and then you just pass it around and around. Um, weekend winners and losers, and then we're done. What'd you guys have? What do you want to start with? Wins, losses. Let's start with winners. Okay. Here, you go ahead. You seem so eager. Okay. Not everybody speak at once. Okay. So my first winner is like soccer pregames. So I saw this clip. I don't know if you guys have seen it, but it's from a club in La Liga in Spain. It's called Real Betis, I think. Betis. Oh, I saw that. Do they have the green and white jerseys? Yeah. 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 It looks like the flag looks like the flag of Nigeria. I don't know. Yeah. What yeah, it that's has like a about. little orange thing on it too, like a little. Maybe circle. it does. Yeah, that's probably right. But they had this guy playing. I don't remember what the song is called. It's the. It's the Mia Martina, like. Uh, oh, what it's called, like the one everyone was listening to in 2011. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Stereo love, stereo love. Yes. Yeah, yeah. What's yeah, that playing? one? You know the da 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 Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was picturing like levels by Avicii when you said. Oh no, sorry. No, so he was, they had this guy at uh, midfield. He was like, I think just running around too, but he was playing on like an electric violin. Yeah. And he's playing this song and like the whole crowd was singing along with him. It's like obviously a giant European stadium with like hun- like tens of thousands of fans. Lights were off. Like they're playing, like they had like a little light show thing going on. It was unreal. Like this is something I think North American sports can learn from European sports is like a hype pregame. Like I get, we do like, there's like certain things that we do. Here, there's like, like videos. It's not like live action stuff. Yeah. It's and videos. there's videos, but like, I think the idea of like having like a, a routine, which like a lot of football or I guess soccer clubs in like Europe have where they have like their song. Like we mentioned this on the pod, on the pod before, but they have like a special song that they might sing. Mm-hmm. I think that's like so electric, like get everybody in the crowd to like sing this song at the same time before the game i think it's like it probably gets everybody going you know it's like a nice little like thing that you have for your club people like recognize it so that's like i think american teams need to uh need to take note of that because it's it's crazy i fully agree it's it's electrifying like the the songs like arsenal won on the weekend they play the they play the saliba tequila song right as they win it's like this is fantastic i'm just literally overjoyed nothing like a good song to get you going and then to celebrate like american sports it's just way behind years behind it'll be 20 years before i see a guy with an electric violin at center ice of the flames (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah flames will probably no seriously because well, like everyone's like, whoa, like the Oilers are playing like La Bamba. Like this is crazy. It's like <laughs> Europe's been doing this for like 40 years. Like this literally decades, literally decades. Like we're so far behind. It's insane. Man. Would you have another one? Yeah, I did. So my other one is, is artificial intelligence. It's specifically this, this AI rapper. So his name is FN Mecca. And he's just this rapper that was created by artificial intelligence. And he was signed to a record label. Like yeah. to record deal, which, I mean, good for all the the AI rappers out there because this is a big win for you guys. Yeah. Um. I don't know who actually like gets the money. I would assume somebody <laughs> like wrote the code or something. I don't know, but uh, you know, big step for the music industry. I guess I was also reading. I don't want to get canceled, so I want to you know make a disclosure here. Uh, a lot of people are getting mad at him for his use of the N word. They're saying you can't AI can't really you know it's not right that he uses the N word. Yeah. So I'm gonna say right up. I'm against that. 
I just wanted to. Let's go. Let's go. So am I. So am I. Me too. <laughs> Let's go. This is the first podcast to come out against AI rappers using the N word. This yeah. is a historic moment in time. Yeah. So good for mm-hmm. us. Congratulations to us. Yeah. You know, a lot of rappers talk about making it out like the mud and stuff. I mean, this guy, this guy was literally like nothing. He was literally yeah. a zero and then got created. That's like an all time out the mud. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Congratulations. Yeah, it's good for good for him. I was really, I was really happy to see that. I think it's great. I have a rapper in my winners this week too. It's uh, Famous Dex. I don't know mm. if you saw this, but Famous Dex. It's been a couple down years since Pick It Up came out. I remember that one from grade 10. But uh, then in the Apple Music section, when you have the search page, you know how it has recent searches and then trending searches? Well, his name appeared, and then he posted the picture on Instagram, and he said, quote, don't count me out yet, heart emoji, champagne emoji. One little hair in the soup. He was in the recent searches and not the trending section. He actually just looked himself up and then posted it as if he was trending. So tough for famous decks, but get, like I love the optimism. Give the guy a win. This is something I would do. I don't even know if he released a new song or like what happened, but he was probably like, "Wow, I didn't even do anything and I'm trending. This is sick." Like people think yeah. the songs are dope again. Mm-hmm. How I'm high? Back. How high do you have to be to like look at that and think it's like you're trending? Yeah, incredibly. <laughs> yeah. I so, respect shout it. Shout out to him. It's good for yeah. him. It sounds like he probably had a good night. He probably had a fantastic time. What'd you have, Alex? Um, I just had uh one winner here. Um, but it's uh it's Jokic, and I know we have a lot of people. You know, MVP, MVP. Some you know he he is MVP, but he might not be the best player in the world. I think like Jokic is as of right now. He's the best basketball player in the world. No Giannis, no Embiid, no Doncic, no Kevin Durant. It's Jokic. I I haven't actually really been watching much of this uh, FIBA qualifying or whatever what's going on. But in like back to back games, he was um, he cooked Doncic, Serbia against Slovenia, and then hit like the craziest shot I've ever seen in Giannis's face. It was like a turnaround three, um, and it, it just looked like the easiest thing ever. Um, and, and he hit a couple shots against Giannis too, um, in, in the clutch as well. It was, it was, it was, it looked like it was a pretty tight game. Um, I, I think Giannis played well as, as well. I think he was, he was, he had some, uh, he had a good stat line, but as of right now, Jokic winner, bro, like, this is just crazy what he's doing. Like I saw the shot and I just started laughing hysterically. Cause it's just, I, I don't know how he's doing this anymore. It's great. And like, it's, it's, it, it's in front of Giannis. Like Giannis might be the best defensive player in the NBA. It's it's just insane. So Jokic is my winner, man. This this is crazy stuff. <laughs> I love the, the shot was my sick. guy. I know the shot you're talking about, like one leg fading away, Giannis in the grill, sick shot. But that introduction was just electrifying. When you just <laughs> laugh before you said it, and then it, it, it was just like it was like you introduced it. Like obviously the winner is Jokic this week. <laughs> <laughs> I know he's been my winner a couple of times, but I just had to bring some. That was just crazy. That was that was an unbelievable shot. So, Alex is a a dialed in hoop head. It's incredible. Yeah, the guy's just well, locked see, in. I love football. I love hockey. I love soccer. But like, I think basketball. I'm pretty sure is my number one. So Man. it's good that we have it spread out a little bit, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm like Owen, guy. I don't know. Is like, is it baseball or football for you? Probably football, but I, okay. I, I, it's football and like the Blue Jays. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, baseball is like a 
Like your favorite team would be the Blue Jays, but your favorite league like it's would heat, be the Shield. It's heat to get behind yeah. baseball as like a yeah, as yeah. Like, like the MLB. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I, like I can't say baseball because it's not baseball. Like you don't want people to think yeah. you're tuning into Pirates at Reds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What'd you have for losers this week? Um, so I, I have one. I was gonna mention the the Bert, the Poe, but I'm I have one, and that's the uh, the Angels. So I know the Angels just thumped the Blue Jays and swept them. So we're gonna ignore that. But um, the uh, Angels are gonna be for sale. So their owner is is Art Moreno, I think is how you say it. Um, and he's planning on selling the team at a like two point two billion dollars is what it's being proposed. Um, he bought the team in 2003 for 184 million. And since then they've made the playoffs one time, I think. Um, so I just wanted to shout out some of the greatest angels successes over the years, because there've been a lot. So Josh Hamilton, Josh Hamilton, they signed him to a five-year $125 million deal. Um, he is probably the worst contract they signed. So obviously I think he only played, I, I don't know, maybe three or four years with the Angels, but obviously didn't pan out. Had some <laughs> pretty rough one there. Uh, Albert Pujols, they signed to a ten-year, two hundred fifty-four million dollar deal. I think he only hit above like league average twice, or maybe three of those years. Oh, um, and now nice. he's obviously raking because he left the team. So that was a bad at, one. At like forty-four, because yeah, like, 44. Birth, birth documents can't be verified. That's <laughs> true. They uh, traded Vernon Wells from the Blue Jays in 2011, so they got him in the midst of a seven-year, $126 million contract, and he was also awful. Um, and then most recently, they got Anthony Rendon. This was, I think, two years ago uh, for uh, – man, i got to look up exactly. I think it was like 300. Was. Yeah, it was a lot. I think, yeah, 240, seven years, $245 million um, after a season where he was a borderline MVP guy. And he's been nothing short of just disappointing. He's hurt. He's bad. He's all the above. So shout out to the Angels for having two of the greatest players to ever touch a baseball or swing a bat in Mike Trout and Shohei Otani and still making the playoffs one time in Art Moreno's entire like 19-year tenure. So I hope whoever buys the team next does better, I guess, because it's, it's, it's rough to see. It really is. I I can't say this enough. Shohei Otani's like one of the top three athletes I've ever seen in my life, and the fact that this team is like twenty games under five hundred still is amazing. But shout out to Art Moreno for like kind of like running this team like a random would. It's like, okay, yeah. who's the best free agent? I'll just like sign him and like what I already spent this much money. Just call up the guy from Double A. Like whatever, yeah. this is fine. I have three stars. He thinks it's like the NBA, which I actually yeah, respect. Yeah, <laughs> as a management so tactic, you could do worse, but it like the results are tough. Yeah, that's the thing is like if if I'm an Angels fan, yeah, you're probably upset with him, but I mean the guy spent money. He's not like he's yeah, you know, Billy Bean or anything like that. He's spending money. I think they won a World Series in like oh six, maybe yeah, something like two thousand two. Early 2000s, they won. I think it was really early 2000s. Mm-hmm. I think 2000. gave the Rangers shit for paying Simeon right. and uh, Seager, but it's like <laughs> the Angels have been doing this for like 20 years. <laughs> yeah. It's like, get in line. This strategy's been tried. Don't worry. How brutal is that? Is you, you win a World Series and then buy the team the year after and then just make the playoffs one time like, for the next like 20 years. My so- favorite, I, I took the trip to Angel Stadium, which. Uh, needs a renovation but 
I took a trip there this this summer, and when you walk up to the to the entrance, there's this huge like batting helmet that you could tell at the time was like state of the art. Like it's like because obviously it's hot in Anaheim, and you need this like big cover where you stand to enter the game. So they have like a huge replica batting helmet that like overhangs you like a roof, but you can tell like it's so decrepit and worn down that like the sun just shines right through it now anyway. But at the wow. time it was like sick. So yeah. shout out to Angel Stadium. Yeah. What a place. $28 for a Mike Trout foam head. That was nice. <laughs> um, my loose this week, I only have one as well. It's kindness. Um, people know oh. that uh, I, I'm a Jaguar optimist, but I can no longer be one after the, how they've treated my boy, Jake Luton. Jake Luton, he was one of those quarterbacks that they had, I think, two years ago. And he was one of the rare ones that was like bad enough that I would never see him again but also not bad enough that I would like make fun of him and buy his jersey and stuff. So he was right in like the mid-tier of bad. And since they since that season, he was like a Dolphin and a Seahawk, I think. But this offseason, they brought him back, and I was like, sick. Jake Luton's back behind uh, Trevor Lawrence. No, they actually released him on August 8th. They signed him again on August the 16th, and then they just cut him again on August the 21st. So like, make up your mind. Like, you're not re-signing somebody to cut them three days later. We're just not doing that here. I actually feel bad for Jake Luton, so I have to get him in there. And then also, the Washington Nationals release Mikhail Franco on his birthday. Like, wow. you're you're a way <laughs> under 500 team. I know, like, you're, he's an old guy. Like, you want to get some young guys in there. But, like, wait a day. It's not that urgent. You're, like, not, you're not like, I need to dump Mikhail Franco today. Like, no, wait a day. Let the guy have his birthday. How do you think he goes home for, like, birthday dinner after that? His wife's like, here, like, I made you cake. He's like, oh, yeah. I don't have a job. I'm out of a job. Like, we should probably look for a new apartment. Dude, tough scene, tough scene. And then also Netflix making the show about Blockbuster. I saw people memeing this. I, I think this is just rude. Like, show some respect to your elders here. Like, you wouldn't exist if it wasn't for Blockbuster. Like, you don't need to make, like, a mockery of it existing, so... Pretty messed up, in my opinion. A lot of people need to step up to kindness. I'm with you. Thank you. That feels good. Mm-hmm. Whoa. That was a huge sneeze in the back there. Oh, <laughs> double. <laughs> Are we going to hit for the cycle? I'm, no, a, I I'm a, Okay. I'm usually three <laughs> sneezes and out type of guy. I don't know about you, but... I feel like I'm usually a two. What you, would you have for losers, Alex? Um, my loser is Zach Hampel. I mean, he's always been a loser. <laughs> oh. like we, I don't know if we've really talked about him much on the pod ever. Um, but loser because he's a 40-year-old acting like a six-year-old. Um, I think he was at the Rockies uh, stadium. And, you know, his. If you guys don't know who Zach Hampel is, he's a grown man that goes to baseball stadiums and just hunts down home run balls um it's embarrassing uh i think he hunts down foul balls as well it's just so sad have you ever watched um, one of his vlogs i have they're it's so cringe i don't know it's, like, it's this guy incredible or, like, it's <laughs> i don't so think sad. he does that's the point <laughs> um but anyways there was a home run at the rocky stadium and it kind of went over him so i think he went out to try and get the ball but like there were like kids there and stuff anyways. And like, there was no chance that he was going to get the ball, but he like started chewing out one of the steward people. It was like this old guy. He's like 70. He's like, no, like stay in your seat. Like you're not going to go run up there and get the baseball. He's like, what are you saying? Like, you're telling me I can't go get the baseball. I can do whatever I want. This, that, like he seems like a very, very entitled person. Um, 
And, and just the, if you haven't seen the video, it's, it's this, first of all, he made a, like the video is made by him and it's like him just trying to like justify like how bad the MLB is, like how bad the Rockies are, like how like horrible the fan experience is. And it's just like the whole video is an L it's like, you, dude, you're making fun of yourself, my guy. Like, you're not bringing justice to anything. And the saddest part is that he thinks he's bringing justice to, like, this issue. Um, but anyways, the whole video is him, like, yelling out, like, security and stuff. For, like, them telling him to stay in the seat. It's literally like like a four-year-old. You know when you tell a four-year-old, it's like, hey, like, stay in here. Like, time out, whatever. And he's, like, <laughs> crying, like, yelling. It's so <laughs> embarrassing. So, loser Zach Campbell, bro, grow up, seriously. Yeah, you think he doesn't he have like he's probably got enough baseballs by now. Like I, I think, think he's one... got enough, dude. <laughs> yeah. Like I think it's okay, bro. Yeah. Dude, when I was like younger, I used to flick on the vlogs every now and then because like because like you know it was kind of electric back in the day. My favorite yeah. part in retrospect is how at the end he would always be like, "I got 18 baseballs, but I made sure to give like nine away to kids." It's like, wow, yes. you are a hero. I so forgot nice, about dude. that. Yeah, the only the. Uh... The only thing he forgot to say is like to get those eighteen, he had to like hip check some kids out of the way to like reach yeah. across yeah. and yeah. get the ball. Yeah. Oh, he's had some all time videos. Yeah. There's the one where they follow him around like the news did, and there was one where he was like he like missed a home run ball and he's like the guy beside him got it and he was like, Watch your elbows, sir. Like don't do that again. I was like <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Push some seniors around. Nice Zach. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pose your will dude Asshole. zach campbell's one of a million and then on the instagram or the twitter when you see his tweet it was like uh it was four pictures of him like signing autographs for kids and it was like the most hated fan in baseball that's what he captioned <laughs> oh, it it was no. like oh yeah zach. he's a player dude he <laughs> yeah. thinks he's like dude, he thinks he's david wright man yeah david wright <laughs> like pete rose or something like wow yeah get out of uh, here Man, he is the Willie Mays of catching foul balls, though. You got to give him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the yeah. king. So when's the Hall of Fame ceremony, bro? <laughs> he strikes me as like the type where like a kid would come up and try and talk to him, and he'd just be like, "Oh, you want a picture?" And the kid'd be like, "No, no, no. I was just like, I, I do you know where the washroom is?" He'd be like, oh, okay. uh, that's a classic. He like grabs yeah. him by the shoulder, like he, like turns. He's like, "Where's the camera, kid?" Yeah, it's like, yeah. No, I just like, like, who are you? Where'd you get the nachos, dude? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh man well we'll be back in um in studio this coming one except for owen we've lost owen yes which is tough but i like going on the tv but you know it's also sad yeah yeah i prefer i prefer to be in this in the stew but we'll make do for a while yeah we'll make do we like the tv anyway i think we'll be uh, back Adam will be back on the next show. I think his thing went well this weekend. This is his big uh, tournament. I think he'll he have to give the, us a rundown. He will. He ref the biggest game, no? Uh-huh. I think so, Good yeah. Good for him. He was also most outstanding referee on the first day. That's what he said. That is so, what he said. Uh-huh. He also sent me a picture, not to make this up Adam Hour, but he sent me a picture. And I don't know about this move. He was drying his referee clothes on the on the shower curtain. I was like, that's mm. a little, like that's a veteran move. Like, yeah. you got to give that some air. That's like the perfect spot to do it. So, mm-hmm. guy's a thinker. You got to give him that big yeah. brain on that kid. So, respect <laughs> to Adam. I hope he had a great time. I hope he drives back safely tonight. So, yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll be back on uh, Friday, and then on the show after that, it'll be 
Monday Labor Day and then back to Thursday. So I'll call it. So the regular rotation is going to break up in a second here, but that's okay. I like the Thursday morning releases more anyway, so it works out for everybody, I would say. But yeah, anything you want to say before we go? Well, I'm just glad we're uh, out of the woods now. Now it's now it's all easy. Yeah. Yeah. Now so, the easy part comes in. Yeah. Just sit back, enjoy. I know summer's over. I know some people are in their feelings, but um, yeah. Well, that might just be a school thing we've discussed, right? Yeah. This might be like the part of the like school thing, but for me, I'm I'm actually pretty thrilled. I, th- to be fair, I think this is like the most thrilled I have been. Just goes to show you that you know going back to school does suck. Yeah. So sorry to rub it in your guys' faces, but but okay. you'll experience it soon soon as well. Uh, <laughs> not that soon. <laughs> We got like four years, five years. Let's go. Sad, sad. Okay, I'm gonna uh, let's let's be optimistic here. Let's be optimistic. Yeah, it was a great summer. High five. It was a great summer. Great summer. Yeah, I'm gonna miss it, but it was a great summer. Yes, that's what we're going with. All right. Well, we'll be back on Friday then. Okay. Have a good start to the week, people. Uh, Happy end of summer. Bye.